Have you ever had the experience of an uncooperative Coke machine? You put in your quarter, your nickel, your dime, you press the button, and most times you expect that cold, refreshing, soft drink to come out, and you're a happy customer when it does. Sometimes you press the button, and nothing comes out. You wait, you press again get a little more insistent. You start shaking the machine. You feel your impatience. You see, feel this rising level of anger. You try kicking, pushing, and nothing happens. And still you're thirsty and now frustrated. Sometimes we can treat God like a Coke machine. We put in our quarter. Hey, I went to Mass. We put in our dime. I said my rosary. Put in our nickel. Hey, I said my night prayers. So we put in our prayers and then we expect to get what we want right now. There and then. And if we don't, we feel gypped. We feel there should be like an out of order sign on our faith. Well, that means we've misjudged our relationship with God. It's not like a transaction like you do in that commercial exchange with that machine. God doesn't owe us anything. Everything we have is already a total and complete gift of his love. Our very existence is a sign of that amazing generosity. So the focus shouldn't be so much on what we get out of God as much as what he wants to put into us. He wants us to love him unconditionally the way he loves us. He wants us to trust him no matter what. And for us to acquire that kind of love and that kind of trust, he has to test us. He has to test us. In the gospel today, we see an example of that testing at work. Jesus and his disciples are being stalked. No way. You have the Canaanite woman. She's crying out after him. Lord, help my daughter. And the disciples are just kind of annoyed with it. All this noise. Just give her what she wants so she'll quit bothering us. They don't really care about what the woman needs. They just want some peace and quiet. But Jesus sees great spiritual potential in the woman. And he wants to bring out the best in her. It would be easy just to do the miracle. That's, that's simple for our Lord. Instead, he tests her. And that's how you have to interpret the remarks you hear in this gospel. Jesus brings her to a higher level by not immediately answering her prayer. And see what it brings out in her. See that passion. See that love. See that conviction that Jesus will answer her prayer. Even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. Jesus is amazed. Totally amazed that this faith edified. And he gives her the cure that she's looking for. And listen to what he says. Oh woman, great is your faith. What, what, an, what a compliment. What a praise that he gives to her. Just a a chapter before, what was he saying to Peter? 
Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Remember when he sunk into the water? Oh, you of little faith. Well, St. Matthew's comparing. St. Peter getting dunked. Oh, you of little faith. A woman who believes. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Sometimes you meet people who've lost their trust in God or think that God doesn't love them because he hasn't answered their prayer. Got to go to a deeper lover, deeper, deeper level, to a higher level. The Catechism, the Catholic Catechism, has a beautiful comment about this, about expecting immediate results in our prayers. It says this: We ought to be astonished by this fact when we praise God or give Him thanks for His benefits in general. We are not particularly concerned whether or not our prayer is acceptable to Him. On the other hand, we demand to see the results of our petitions. What is the image of God that motivates our prayer? An instrument to be used? Like that Coke machine? Or the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ? And the Catechism goes on. It's really beautiful. Are you convinced? Are we convinced that we do not know how to pray as we ought? Are we asking God for what is good for us? Our Father knows what we need before we ask Him. And sometimes that wait, as in the case of the Canaanite woman, is a part of his plan. He awaits our petition because the dignity of his children lies in their freedom. We must pray then with the spirit of freedom to be able to truly know what he wants. So prayer isn't just about getting something that we need or that we want. It's trying to connect us with what God wants us to be. Prayer is to help us to be more like Jesus. More like Jesus. And that should be one of the principal petitions that we are constantly making. Father in heaven, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to be like? Help me to be more loving. Help me to be kind. Help me to be patient. And then praying too for all the people we love bringing the blessings down upon them. That's that fervent petition. And that our Lord, let's pray that he can say the same thing about us that he says to the Canaanite woman. Oh woman, oh man, great is your faith. Let's put everything that we need in the hands of our Lord. Let's beg his graces. Let's beg his help. And let's, like this woman, just keep coming back, never giving in, never giving up in that prayer and that petition. I don't know if you remember, it just comes to my mind right now, an image that kind of helps this. You remember the, the Weebles, those little toys back in the 70s? I remember my mom and dad, we had got us some Weebles for Christmas one year. Weebles, remember what they said about weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. It's kind of like the, the good Catholic, the good Christian, praying, fervently trusting in our Lord, gets knocked, different knocks in life, but keeps coming back, keeps coming up, because they have that trust and that total faith in God. So let's put all that in our Lord's hands. Let's ask Him for His strength, His protection. Let's ask Him for an increase of our own faith.